Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, February 9th. On this date in 1964, the Beatles made their first live U.S. television appearance. An estimated 73 million people tuned in to watch them perform five songs, including I Want to Hold Your Hand on The Ed Sullivan Show. And on this date in 1997, The Simpsons became the longest-running primetime animated series. It beat the record that had been held by The Flintstones. And here's your trivia question. On this date in 1979, retailer Kmart pulled a comedy album called Let's Get Small from its shelves for being in bad taste. Whose comedy album was it? I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes. But first, it's time to check in on that Friday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. All right, good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Let's get a look at your forecast as we head through today, starting out on the cold but not terribly cold side this morning. No frost out there, unlike yesterday morning. Clouds increasing for today, but out of those clouds, we do not expect any rain. So we'll start out in the 40s. We'll wind up this afternoon around 70 degrees. If you have any evening plans, we'll drop back down into the 50s, but not cold overnight. We'll start out tomorrow morning at 54. So for your weekend, mostly cloudy, but dry on Saturday up to 70. 74 degrees. Sunday, we'll see some showers approach late in the afternoon and into the evening. And it looks like it'll be wet to start out next week with a high around 67 on Monday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. And following a crash on James Island, the Charleston County Sheriff's Office says it happened near the intersection of Dills Bluff Road and Fort Johnson Road around 545 last night. The intersection had to be shut down for nearly three hours. Deputies tell us it was a single car crash and the person who died was the only person in that car. We are still working to learn the details of what led up to the crash and the identity of the person who was killed. The Charleston Area Justice Ministry is continuing its fight to save what's left of Gadsden Creek on the Charleston Peninsula. Yesterday, the group worked to gain more support in their revitalization effort by rallying people of all generations. Meredith Blair was there and tells us what was accomplished. The goal of the meeting was to spread the word on this issue that so many feel extremely passionate about and dig deeper into the science of what could potentially happen if the land development on the creek is approved. A judge ruled in favor of the nonprofit West Edge Foundation to fill and cap the creek in 2022, but that ruling is now up for appeal. A developer believes paving over what's left of the historical creek will be the solution to pollution and flooding, but those against development say it'll lead to more problems. Thursday's event saw support to save the creek from Charleston residents, ranging from the older generation to the younger. Cajun wants community members to make their voices heard by reaching out to city officials and sharing why they want to see Gadsden Creek protected. What they're planning to put in, unfortunately, is going to destroy the life uh, of the creek and also the quality of life of the residents that are living there. So the reason that we are meeting now is to try and get more of the word out so that we can get the, the new council members, the new mayor, hopefully um, more public support um, to get behind the movement of stopping this development. Now, Friends of Gadsden Creek filed the appeal against SCDHEC and the developer back in January of 2023. As of October, it's set to head to state Supreme Court. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Meredith Blair, by 5 News. 
Hundreds in Jasper County are taking a stand against a development that could bring thousands of houses and lots of commercial space to a large piece of property. The group Keep Chelsea Rural is petitioning against the 3,000-acre annexation of the land into Ridgeland. Right now, the Chelsea area in question is under a development pause as the developer looks to convert it into more than 2,000 houses and 500,000 square feet of commercial space. The Coastal Conservation League says the project contradicts the county's moratorium to protect land deemed high priority for conservation uh, uh, and could cause numerous issues. It's important to note that um, that development would be pretty far from the town itself. Um, and also uh, there are several other large development agreements that date back to the 2000s, uh, which haven't been built out yet. And so uh, the cumulative impact of that development could really put a stress on our roads, uh, could put a stress on our natural resources. The town of Ridgeland accepted the annexation proposal last month, but there are more public hearings and votes scheduled before it moves forward. Now to what we've been looking forward to. <laughs> Tomorrow, people across the nation will take to the streets in their undies. Mm. For the annual Cupid's Undie Run. Yeah, we've been teasing this all morning <laughs> long. This event is to raise awareness for a really serious topic, though. Neurofibromatosis. It's a genetic disorder that causes tumors to grow on nerves that can lead to cancer, blindness, bone abnormalities, and a lot more as well. Our Autumn Klein joins us live from Folly Beach, where that local run will take place, to tell us a little bit more about it. So, Autumn, how does this all tie together when people come? Shelby, Katie, I know this run sounds silly and a lot of fun, but it is for a good cause. NF impacts one in 2,000 births, and there is still no cure. Tomorrow's run raises money for the Children's Tumor Foundation and goes towards research for the ultimate goal of ending NF. The run will begin at Loggerheads Beach Grill here on Folly Beach. The race is about a the race is about a mile long. Runners will go down 2nd Street East, then across the beach itself to finish. This event happens nationally, but every year hundreds of people in Charleston participate. So far, the local group has raised $32,000 towards NF Research, but their goal is $35,000, and you can fundraise without physically participating in the race. I spoke with the event director for the Charleston Cupid's Undie Run, who says this disease impacts everyone differently and many people do not know about it. She shared how much this run means to her as her own nine-year-old son suffers from NF. So we found this run and this community is what we were looking for. Um, it's a hard condition because it affects everyone differently. And so we found the run, we started participating, and then about three or four years ago, I became the event director, um, and it has changed our lives. It is so important. The run will take place tomorrow from 12 to 4, rain or shine. You can sign up to participate up until the race begins. It will be $50 at the door, or if you sign up online today, you can receive a discounted rate. Live on Folly Beach, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. Newly released dash cam footage is giving us a closer look into the arrest of a former Charleston police officer. State Highway Patrol arrested Dawson Dyer in December for DUI, saying he was visibly impaired following a four-car crash. The dash cam video shows a patrolman asked witnesses what happened, all of whom replied a CPD car swerved across lanes without any lights. 
Dyer was off duty at the time and can be heard in the video bragging about past arrests he's made, insulting state troopers while shouting obscenities and admitting to being in trouble at work. In response to the footage, Charleston Chief of Police Cheeto Walker says, quote, the former officer was terminated on December 10th, 2023. His actions completely contradicted the values of our department. We're held to the highest standard, and there's zero tolerance for actions like this that betray the trust of the community we are sworn to protect and serve. For that full video and to hear what that officer said, you can head to our website at live5news.com. A former visiting priest who once worked at the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston will spend nearly 22 years behind bars. Yesterday, 68-year-old Jamie Farias Gonzalez was sentenced to just shy of 22 years with a lifetime supervised release. Back in August, he pleaded guilty to transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. An indictment states in November of 2020, he took an 11-year-old boy to Florida where they say he molested him. Court filings show the priest also showered with the boy, shared pornography, and told the boy he loved him. A push to make medical marijuana legal in South Carolina is back up for debate at the state house. 38 other states have already taken this step, but efforts in the Palmetto State have fallen short in previous years. But this year, the legislation could be different. The proposed bill, called the Compassionate Care Act, only allows for use in oils, salves, patches and vaporizers so smoking marijuana would still be illegal other restrictions the user's medical condition would have to qualify for a prescription with only certain licensed pharmacies being allowed to dispense the drug we're not rolling the dice we're setting forth a very conservative responsible way for patients to access cannabis upon the authorization of their physician What killed the bill in the past was a ruling that taxing medical marijuana sales would not be allowed. That was done away with alongside more than 40 other changes. Senators will pick back up debating the bill on Tuesday. There's also new debate over the House-approved permitless carry bill, also known as constitutional carry. The bill would allow adults to carry loaded guns without training or permit. The bill also contains increased penalties for people who illegally carry guns. After being approved in the House, the Senate passed a significantly amended version. House Leader Davey Hyatt says South Carolina representatives will not agree with any of the changes the Senate made to the bill. Governor Henry McMaster, meanwhile, who's been calling on lawmakers to close what he calls the revolving door of criminals, responded to the House's decision, saying for over two years, law enforcement and victims of crime have been begging this General Assembly to pass a bill with stricter increased penalties for illegal gun use and possession. The public is losing confidence. So am I. Baseball season is just around the corner and the Charleston River Dogs are looking to grow their team, but they want you. Baseball team is holding a job fair this weekend in hopes of hiring some new staff members. Tiana Maxwell joins us from the Joe in downtown Charleston. She's making her morning debut today. Welcome, Welcome, Tiana. Tiana. Tell us a little bit more about the positions that the River Dogs are looking to fill. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. Tomorrow, the River Dogs will be hosting their second job fair of the season. The team is looking for vibrant and friendly staff that can add positively to the fan experience here at the ballpark. The the event will take place in the Segra Club, an event space sitting above the first baseline. It'll run from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. There, applicants can check in and meet with interviewers of the team's different departments with many open spaces. The River Dogs are looking to find cashiers, ushers, ticket attendants, bartenders, and most importantly, those that can work in their kids' zone. 
Uh, we are family friendly here. We love kids. We do a great big kid zone with a bunch of different entertainment tools and uh, jump castles and speed pitches. And we're always looking for fun, you know, people that want to entertain and be a part of that for the kids that come into the ballpark. Jay says that the team is very interested in filling their leadership roles. They hope to bring on members that can positively lead first-timers like high school students to continue giving the ultimate fan experience following the team's three-peat going into the summer season. If interested, you can bring two forms of, two forms of identification, rather, and you can find the online application on our website, live5news.com. In Charleston, Tiana Maxwell, Live 5 News. Thank you, Tiana. We are so happy to have you. Students in Bluffton can take advantage of a new program that rewards safe drivers with scholarships. The town sees nearly 1,400 crashes a year, and they want to use the program to bring greater awareness to road safety. Officials say students looking to apply should be positive role models in their community. They'll also need to sign the mayor's pledge to safe driving and have a clean driving record. To apply, you do need to write a 750-word essay and have a letter of recommendation. You can find that application on the town of Bluffton's website. The application deadline is April 20th. At the beginning of the show, I told you that retailer Kmart pulled a comedy album on this date in 1979 for being in bad taste. The album, titled Let's Get Small, featured the comedy of Steve Martin. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Carol King is 82, actress Mia Farrow is 79, actor Michael B. Jordan is 30, and Bernie Mac show actress Camille Winbush is 34. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. Hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.